Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This Monday, the 4th of June, Steel Wars will be debuting its new live stream call-in show. You can watch as my guests and I talk the week's news and take listener calls. Hope to see you this Monday night at youtube.com forward slash Steel Wars. Hey you guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I'm comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And each week we find someone of interest to talk about it with. And today's guest to discuss and react completely spoiler-free, you guys. This is just going to be a vibe and uh, a recollection of our amazing night out at the solo premiere. Please welcome back to the podcast, my wife, Jackie. Woo! Yay! She's back! (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. <laughs> so, um, we're about 24 hours removed. Yes. From our big Hollywood premiere. Yes. Which, do you think, out of all the people that went to that premiere from around the world, we travelled the least amount to get there? <laughs> I didn't really think of that. Yeah, it was very, it's very close. Yeah. But we had to move. Across the planet to get close enough. To, to no, exactly, climb. and it was it was super cool to be there because sometimes when there are premieres that I'm not invited to, which isn't sometimes, it's always. It frustrates me that it is down the road, and I know all that excitement is going on down there, and I'm not a part of it. Yeah, and because so we used to live in West Hollywood, and so whenever they have those blocked off street premieres, it it totally ruins the traffic. Mm. And we got a lift down there. And there's helicopters, like it, it, it buzzes. It's very exciting. It does buzz. <laughs> but yeah, we got a lift, not like 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 a Uber lift. That the company, L-Y-F-T. Lift. Yeah, that one, <laughs> that one, that lift life. Yeah. And I said to the guy, I said, oh, I just avoid uh, Hollywood Boulevard. It's, it's blocked off today. And he's like, oh. And I'm like, oh, no, no, it's for a Star Wars premiere. Did he care? No, he was a little bit annoyed. But then when I said... I'm happy it's blocked off because I'm going to that Star Wars. Oh movie. yes, he was. He he turned around. He was. Mm. He was a bit more pro uh, traffic jam after that. Okay. So it was my favourite traffic jam to witness and be a part of. Yes. So um, yeah, it was down at the Kodak uh, Theatre. Oh, it's not called the. It's no, the Dolby, Dolby. Theatre now. Sorry, guys. New branding. Oh, is that a new a rename? Yeah, you said the Kodak Theatre. Oh, because there's so many cinemas down there. I get confused it is confusing well the invite also said el capitan which is the disney theater so that made sense but we we weren't in there yeah so when we got sent to the dolby theater i was like oh maybe we're not seeing it with like the stars of the film we're the we're not even the d grade we're just the overflow of the (laughs) overflow of the (laughs) we're just watching via satellite but then i saw the guy who plays richard hendrick's from uh, Silicon Valley. So I was like, okay, we can't be that far down if, if he's sitting just a few rows in front of us. This must be the legit theatre. Yeah. Oh, by the time we got in there, I realised it was because I saw other people, like Bresnikan was in there. They're not putting Bresnikan in no spin-off theatre. No, exactly. The Bres is straight in. <laughs> I was actually surprised he was so far back. Well, he had the front seat of the Mez, though, so that's pretty good. That is a pretty sweet spot. Mm, you can put your feet up, stretch out. But, uh, yeah, that Hendrix from um, Silicon Valley, it was so weird because I've only just started listening or watching <laughs> that show. So, I kind of felt like, like, at first I thought I knew him. I saw you from afar and Amanda was sitting next to me, Amanda Ward, and I, I grabbed her and I said, look at Steel. 
he thinks he I said the guy from Silicon Valley is approaching him and he doesn't watch the show he's just caught it a few times when I've been watching it and watch his face he's he's gonna think he knows him and watch when he realizes that it's not someone he knows <laughs> and you did exactly as predicted yes <laughs> he was very polite I was standing in his way so I could talk to um Anthony and his wife Jill and I said oh sorry man and he's like oh no it's whatever take your time and so Mm. He is he is one polite, fictitious millionaire. Yes. I was pretty thrilled to see him, to be honest. It was cool. It was cool. But So, we had to go down to uh, Hollywood Boulevard. And I remember the first time... Like, we live in West Hollywood now, but we used to live in Melbourne, Australia. And the first time Jackie came to America with me, we went down to Hollywood Boulevard at night. <laughs> yes. Right where we were for this premiere. And, yes. And, and, and you... You left a bit disappointed. I just had, I had been, I no, I hadn't, I had been to LA, but as a kid and we were in Anaheim, we went to Disneyland. I was maybe eight or 12, like in that range. So, we came for a convention, we were on a little vacation and I was just like, oh my God, LA, I'm so excited. This is where all the celebrities are. It's going to be so glitzy and so glamorous. And this is where the Oscars are. And this is where all the award ceremonies and the big premieres. I was thrilled to go to Hollywood Boulevard and see the stars on the sidewalk. And we arrived and it was really just like someone slapped me on the face with a dead fish. Like it was, I was just shocked I had no idea that Hollywood was such a scrap heap. But last night it came alive. It lived up to your, your girlish hopes and dreams it as did. a young girl <laughs> in Melbourne dreaming of Hollywood premieres. But I love the gritty. I Now I love, now that I know, I love that Hollywood is so gritty and... So, yeah, we walked in and as people would have seen in the live stream, when you first walk in, you get your badges and then they've got like the Star Wars show set up with all the the fans on either side. Yes. Cheering. That was very cool. I loved all the fans in their costume. And I spoke to your friend Sal last night at the um, after party and he was explaining to me all that there's like the five major groups and who they represent and what they do and the rules and how you enter and I just thought people rocked up in costume I had no idea (laughs) how much went into it so good for you guys (laughs) and then um we went through and then there's like the the press row with all the people um waiting to interview the stars no one yelled out our names tried to take our picture I don't know like no one let them know we were coming I, I just we didn't get any attention. Well, well, Clayton did from ABC. Oh, that's true. But he just wanted to talk to me. I was pretty excited someone <laughs> called your name. I was like, oh, oh my God, still. <laughs> the, uh, and then they had like a Lego version of the Millennium Falcon cockpit that was life-size, which was really cool. Yes, and the girl said that it had taken 705 hours to build, Ooh. which made me feel itchy. That's a lot of podcasts. To get through, <laughs> and uh, then you know we sort of walked through. There's like a big sort of wall where you get your photo taken. With the yes, world we did premiere. the fancy step and repeat. Very exciting. <laughs> and then we went out to the Dolby Theatre, and you had to um, hand in all your digital devices. Yeah, so we hung around for a bit and did our last texting, final tweets. Yeah, th- I, it made me laugh actually. How many people were at? You know, people were sort of casually hanging around, but then once you got to that doorway where they had the pouches, you could see everyone sort of pause and hang back and go, oh, hold on a minute, just better. Let me just do my final yeah. stuff, <laughs> do another swipe down. <laughs> but but to the uh, to the blockade's credit, we did get to see Chris Taylor from Mashable. We did. Yeah, so I got to catch up with him, which was really fun. And yeah, then you put your little uh, phones in the little... this weird wetsuit thing that locks down. Yes. And then, amazingly enough, we got our tickets in totally different ways. I don't know how. We were seated next to Jason and Amanda Ward. I know. I wonder if that was luck or if someone intervened because that seems crazy in such a big theatre. It was very bizarre. Like, I was shocked to see them in the theatre. Like, I thought I'd see them afterwards. Yeah, me too. So, uh, yeah, our buddies from MakingStarWars.net. So, it was good. We had to, it was good we had someone to talk to because we didn't have any 
phones to tweet with. So <laughs> we didn't know what time it was. We, we, we had to engage in conversation. But it was so oh, funny. And the worst type of conversation. What do you mean? Unrecorded. <laughs> but Amanda horrible. and I would be talking and we'd see someone and she'd go, oh, that's that person from... Um, uh, and then I'd instinctually go to Google it and go, oh, no, we, we've got to talk it out. We can't yeah. answer our questions. So, yeah, the um, Hendrix from Silicon Valley, he was sitting near us and uh, Bresnikan was there. All the Collider guys were a few rows over. So, it was... Uh, yeah. Your friend that broke our couch. Oh, yeah, Ash yes, was there. She was two rows ahead of us. Um, so, there was... A yeah, good group of people that were around to to share the buzz, and they had these um, commemorative buckets, the, <laughs> the the solo commemorative popcorn bucket, and there was way more popcorn buckets than people there, and we may have grabbed a few extra buckets. I had friends. two full buckets of popcorn, but I nervously ate them before the film started. I was so excited. Yeah, <laughs> just the robot shovel. Yes. Mm. And uh, it was, I thought there would have been like, I know at other film premieres, there's like a speech beforehand and stuff. Yeah. So, I'm not sure why or what was the reason behind that. But do they normally do that? See, we don't know. We've never been. No, but I'm saying they do. Oh, they do. Yeah, because I see photos of all the cast on stage and um, because when Nathan was on the show, or maybe it was, was it? I think it was when Nathan was on the show. Yeah, it was after. Yeah, he was saying, Nathan Hamill, when he was on the podcast, he was talking about the speech and stuff before The Force Awakens. Hmm. And they gave like um, a big standing ovation to George Lucas for all he's done for Star Wars by inventing it. But they didn't do that this time. But most of the crowd created their own standing ovation when George. Yes. So we're up on the second. I mean, up on the balcony, and you just see this white head of hair come in, and everyone's just like, "It was really cool." Everyone stood up and clapped. And but I, I was telling someone today, I felt like it was really cool. Like when Donald Glover, Childish Gambino walked in, it was like a what, like a crazy clapping. It was, it was like celebrity hype. Yeah, it was like a festive, but when George came in, everyone stood up and clapped, but it wasn't like a yahooing like at a football game. It was a more respectful, reverent like, ooh, it's George. And we sort of briefly discussed this last night, but how weird was it? Just the thought that we're watching a Star Wars film with George Lucas. I know, I was so excited. I'm glad I couldn't see him because I would not have paid any attention to the film. Oh, dude, if he was within eyeshot mm. during the movie... There's how, no way. Yeah, I'd be watching it like like a YouTube reaction video. You know how there's, like one, <laughs> there's a split screen of what's yeah. going on and then the face? It's like when I went to the New Beverly, the cinema that Quentin Tarantino... Operates with my friend Ant when he came to visit. No name dropping, please. <laughs> Come on, it's pretty good. Okay. And we went and saw, I think it was the Death Proof uh, Planet Terror double, and Quinton was like two rows ahead of us. And we saw most of the movie, but we also spent the whole time just leaning over. He's taking a sip of his Coke. He just had some popcorn. He's laughing. <laughs> Director's commentary. <laughs> yeah. Or commentary on a director. Exactly. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. So then, um, yeah, no speech, um, no trailers, <laughs> funnily enough. I'm glad there was no... I couldn't have Oh, this, they, don't, they don't say trailers during a, like a world premiere. That's, well, I don't know. They don't. It's, it's a classy affair. That's true. Um, what if it's from the same company, though? No. They just want the focus on... This yeah. Is, this is like an advertorial for the film. That's that, true. They're not saying, also watch these ones. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no real... Like, it was just lights out Lucasfilm logo. Mm. Now, we're going to talk about just what we felt about the characters and the film. Yes. We're not going to... you not going to... I promise I won't spoil anything. Not going to spoil a single thing. So... Did you, going into the film... Yes. And when we watched the trailers... Yes. You were very suspect... I was. ...of Alden Ehrenreich's I was. Betrayal. Oh, portrayal. I was going to say, what do you mean? 
Yes. He betrayed my childhood. Well, no. No. I was very sceptical. And, well, no, first I was excited. First I heralded, is that the right word? I I hailed, I was very excited because I'd seen him in Hail Caesar. I thought he was handsome. I thought he did a really good job. I thought he was a really good actor. And I was like, all right, I'm really happy with this casting. Then the clouds rolled in after I saw the trailer. The first trailer especially, I was... Just, Uh-oh, storms are brewing. It, yes, I was so upset. And Han is my absolute favorite character. I know I'm cliche, but he is. And I just felt, maybe I maybe betrayal is the right word. I felt betrayed. <laughs> I just... I, slip. Yeah, I wasn't happy. I, I felt like the casting was all wrong. And especially because I felt like Donald Glover was such excellent casting. And I thought, oh my God, it's the namesake of the film. And granted, Harrison is perfect and very hard to kind of not replace, but honour is yeah. maybe the right word. But anyway, so that was my feeling going into it. I, I, I was very disappointed. I felt very let down. I felt disheartened. I was never not going to see the film, but I was going in with a grumbling. But after. Oh. So, 10 minutes into the film, I leaned over to Steele after probably months of, like, complaining and just being like, oh, why? They've ruined it. I don't even want to see it now. I'm not excited. About 10 minutes in, I leaned over to Steele and I said, all right, he can be hard. He, he can be hard. <laughs> now, what have we learned about jumping to conclusions? No, no, no. I never said – I never decided – that he wasn't going to do the job, I just felt dread and panic. But uh, I, yeah, I found him, I like, I found it in my head hard to connect sometimes. It's like, oh, this is Han Solo. Yes. But it wasn't because he was, like, he was awesome. He was phenomenal. Like, it took a few minutes to kind of, adjust and go okay this is Han but then after that I never questioned it I wasn't like oh this is the new he was Han he did he did such a good I'm so happy he had enough hair on his chest he's handsome chest watch chest watch (laughs) I do have to say my initial gripe was he's not bitter enough he's like he's too clean he's not scruffy and you and Blondie who often appear on appears on the podcast as well for regular listeners assured me, yeah, but Jackie, he's younger. He has to grow into the Han that you know and love. And I do, I ag- now, now I agree. He could have been a little scruffier. A little nerve hurtier. A little nerve hurtier. But he, I will, I, you know, I, I feel like I need to go up and just say, I'm really sorry. I, I trashed you a little bit. I wasn't happy. And you just really exceeded my expectations. And thank you. And the chest hair is perfect. And... You did a good job. <laughs> good job. Yeah. Head yeah. on the head. Now move on. Yeah. Go on. Um, what about uh, how he met Chewie? Now, we won't say how he met no. him. No. But I, it, it does, It's it's got in my mind some references to previous Star Wars films. Um, mm. Like some camera angles and some positioning and like... A, oh, a, see, that's getting very extra for me. Yeah, and it's sort of like a twist on a scenario in one of the other films. But I thought it was really cool. I loved it. But I I feel like I have to say I'm not as in-depth as you. So when I watched it... I don't know if they're calling back to something from the expanded universe, even though I know that was wiped or whatever. Wherever you're at with that, I'm not sure. Don't start emailing that I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't. But I feel like, yeah, I really liked it without knowing if it had already been said how they met and they were portraying it. I really enjoyed it and I, I enjoyed watching them get to know each other and see that relationship. And I think they did a really good job of it's true to how they interact. 
Yeah, yeah. The um, we won't say whether it's true to the EU or not because that in itself is a spoiler. Oh, yeah, but see, I don't know it's a spoiler, so I'm not spoiling. Yeah, but if I say, okay, then the people that do know, okay, will know. I oh, see. My ignorance is getting me in trouble. Oh, it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. Okay, but um, and Chewy was dope. He was so. He was chewy. I didn't. This is one thing I have to say um, that I said to you last night. This was by far my favorite of all the new films. Not talking about the prequels, just like the last two, three years. This was the one that I walked out and was like, the others I was happy, but this one I was thrilled. And I really feel like it is because my old friends are back. Like, I just felt like Chewy was Chewy, Lando was Lando, Han was Han. They just, I just felt like my friends were back. I, f- I felt really comfortable and I felt like I was I was back in the old ones and it wasn't, oh, this is like the new shiny version. Yeah, I think before I see it again, I'm going to watch Star Wars. Oh, yeah, that's good. And I'll I'm, watch it with you. I might just even watch like just from the cantina scene okay like just to get like straight to Han yeah 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 oh, I'll watch the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing an experiment all right okay let it go the thing about the three returning characters that I realized just then with Lando Chewie and Han is after this film I like them all more really yeah so I, I don't you feel more endeared to all the characters I yeah, well, I just feel like we're all back together again. I don't feel like I love... I still... I, I love them as I always did. Ah. But don't you... You don't have a deeper affection. Oh, no, I guess. I do. I, yeah, I really enjoy knowing how Chewie and Han met and same with... Well, I, I knew how Lando and Han met, but, like, seeing certain things play out and... I really enjoyed that and just seeing how that relationship got started and developed and Yeah. I, I kind of in my head called what happened with them later based on what happened in the middle of the film. Oh really? Yeah, I was sort of like, uh Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then when it happened I was like, Yes, yes, very cool. Very cool. Um what did you think Think about your girl Amelia Clark. Loved her as Kira. I absolutely loved her, but I feel I feel very torn. I feel like she's a new character, and I can't say anything other than that. Yeah, well, I don't know. She was like, yeah, I loved the character. I thought she was really cool. Yeah, I loved. Yeah, her character was really cool. I think she played it really well. I loved how she interacted with the others. I think she fit in really well. She didn't feel like a new Star Wars character. She just felt like another Star Wars character. Yeah, she fit in Yeah, really cool. And I, uh, we did get to see her up close. <gasps> she at, looked so beautiful. At the after party. Yeah, mm. I like her. She, I like her because she like the way she acts like, like on the red carpet and stuff, it's without much pretense. Like she just she, seems, she seems very normal and chill and, and just big grin, just like this is hilarious. Like yeah, she seems really cool. And even at the party, she wasn't like she was secluded in an area. She was just sort of sitting there amongst everyone, chatting with Woody Harrelson. Oh, I loved her dress that she wore too. If if anyone's interested, you should Google it. Dress it watch, really dress beautiful. Watch, dress watch. <laughs> Um, and yeah, Woody was a pretty perfect like mentor for Han. I thought I love him. He is that he's exactly that. He's so perfect. And I said to Steele like even before the film started, when Woody was coming down the red carpet, just the way he is, I said I reckon him and Harrison are friends. Like they have that similar swagger and. I think their characters too are very similar. Yeah, I think they, I think they have similar interests. Yes, uh, but yeah, they they the way they interact too, it's very cool. I like it. I, I like I like the Woodies and Harrisons of the world. That's my type of guy. Yeah, initially when Woody Harrison was cast, you've got that thing of like because he's such like a iconic actor. 
and do you know what I mean? Like cheers and then, you know, all his film work and Yeah. It was like it, it was a bit like, oh Woody like you know, Woody Harrelson, like from Cheers is gonna be in Star Wars. But he just like like he he's one of those actors kind of like like Benicia del Toro or um oh Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Which they they make the character like it's they make it into the Woody Harrelson sort of original. Yes. Or, or like the Jeff Goldblum. Like they, they, they just got a way about acting and then they just go, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my persona and fit it in this way. Yes, exactly. I'm Woody Harrelson, the notorious space pilot now. Yes. What was his name? Beckett. Beckett. That's right. Tobias Beckett. Yes. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say. Oh, no. So I led you to answer the question before I. <laughs> what are you? You're trying to trick me into making spoilers. <laughs> well, I was just like, you're the host, so I, you know. Yeah, the people write in just like, well, your wife, she's not, you know, she <laughs> doesn't like cover Star Wars all the time. She shouldn't know about spoilers. You should know. Yeah. Like, she tricked me into spoiling the name. <laughs> she tricked me. Um, Thandy Newton as Val. Is it Tandy or Thandy? It could be Tandy. I think it's Tandy, but yeah. I could also could be very wrong. But I would say the way I pronounce it first, it's the other way. Right. As a general rule. Okay. Yeah. Um, being a huge fan of her on Westworld. Yes. I, um, I just wanted more, 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 more. So, mm. like, I, like, I wanted her to be the star of the show because she's so yeah. good in Westworld. But she was so badass when she was in it. Yeah, she was dope. She was all good. Great new character. Um, L3. Oh, I loved L3. I forgot about L3. Yeah, L3 was like there's a bit of a like a trope in Star Wars when they put together these ensembles where it's like, like the droid is like the... I don't know, sort of like the smart mouth reprogrammed droid. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought L3's sort of attitude and like that, like droids' rights. Yeah, it was a very different persona to any of the droids. Yeah, and because he, she, sorry, wasn't um, like owned by Lando, they mm. sort of had like a different- They had a cool dynamic, yeah. Yeah, they had like a, like a really bizarre remix of Han and Chewie. Yes, Really bizarre. Yes. <laughs> um, who else have we got in the cast? Um, Paul Bettany as Voss with the, the, the evil gangster character. Oh, yeah. He was um, – he uh, originally replaced like a, a CGI character – Okay. And the actor couldn't uh, come back to refilm it because, oh. you know, like most of the, like uh, I think they've reported now that it's like 70% of the film was reshot by um, Ron Howard when he came on. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot. It is a lot, Jackie. <laughs> we, th- we've discussed that on earlier episodes. Oh. Trust me. But I thought Voss made for a good remix of a movie villain for Star Wars. I, I think he was. I really bought mm. everything he was. Like it was cool to have, like for something different. Like it's it's not imperial. Like do you know what I mean. Like the evil force wasn't imperial. They're not serving the emperor. It's just like a dude that's just like money, 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 money. Yeah, like a greedy. Yeah, but, like um, a crime kingpin, a godfather. Yes, evil. yes. So it was good to have, like. A like a, a villain with a different agenda instead of like power and like I want to rule the galaxy. It's just like I just want to buy some sweet yachts. And I was scared of him. I I I was like, oh, you guys better do what he says. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what did you make of like the story and the um, how that progressed? I found it a little bit kind of like I sort of thought their goal, which is different to a Star Wars film, it sort of changed as they went along. Right. Like it wasn't like their thing at the start wasn't their thing at the end. But I feel like it made sense why it wasn't. Oh, yeah. But it's just like, you know, you've got that pacing that you're not normally used to in a Star Wars film. Yes. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, 
in uh, a saga film, there's like normally like big action thing at the start, mm-hmm. then a lull, then a big action thing at the end. And this was sort of maybe a bit more like Rogue One in that it had to establish all these characters. So the the start was like a little bit um, plot heavy, like like sort of just huh. like establishing like it was a bit slow. I thought. Oh uh, no, I didn't think that at all. I I really enjoyed it the whole way. There was not a moment where I was distracted and thinking about oh this is slowing down or this. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Speeding up, I was just in it the whole time. Yeah, I don't like. I don't think I didn't like it was slow, but I was sort of like, they sort of have to take their time to get just like positioning everyone and, yeah, and like setting up their life on Corellia and the, the the scene that they were in. Oh, see, yeah, I didn't – I didn't – I really didn't pick up on all of that. Maybe upon second watching, viewing, <laughs> but I – um, yeah, I just feel like I didn't ever come out of it to even consider any of that stuff. Maybe I do too much thinking. Yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> Uh, the uh, what? What did you uh, think of like the action? I think it was a good level, but I sometimes get a little irritated with the action. So I don't know if I'm a good person to ask because sometimes I think I don't appreciate fight scenes or battle scenes because I'm not as like tech savvy or into like, oh, but that's that ship and it can do this and this is going to happen. I don't know. Sometimes I get a bit dizzy in those sound. They still had them, but I just felt I, I, I had no complaints. Yeah, I I didn't find the action and I got to watch the film again, but I didn't find it that engaging compared to their relationships. Like I just wanted to, I just wanted to talk to each other forever. Like, I love just the back and forth. Yeah, same. All of that was so authentic and you just – I didn't question any of it. Yeah. I, I was just so happy watching it. It was like a reality show. I could have gone home with them at the end of the day and Han cooks something for dinner and Chewie does his washing or, you know, just <laughs> – <laughs> I could have watched all of that stuff too. But the action, yeah, I I enjoyed it. But I think maybe that says a lot because I'm often – irritated or feel like there's too much. Yeah, well I guess you know unlike other the majority of Star Wars films mm. there was not you know like a giant space battle or a lightsaber battle and stuff like that. Like there was plenty of spaceship action and uh, a bit of firefight action. I one thing I did love was Han's imperial time. Like that that war scene. That was very cool. Yeah, because that was just a total different sort of, like, just really gritty take. Like, 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 more, way more than Rogue One. Like th- those battle scenes just seemed dreadful. Like it was just like being in the Empire sucks. Oh yeah, and all the mud and just it just I felt exhausted with him. Well, you know, mud is just wet sand. And you know what Anakin Skywalker thinks about that? <laughs> he doesn't like it. Big thumbs down. <laughs> huge, huge thumbs down. Um, Enfy's Nest, we can't really talk much about her, um, who is the, the leader of the um, the Cloud Riders. The, the- <gasps> Love. But um, okay, I won't say anything else. Yeah. can I talk about how she looks? Have people seen her? They haven't seen her past the costume. Oh no! Oh, okay, I won't speak then. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> 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 but that situation I loved. Mm. The 
the character and the story. I feel nervous. I don't know what I can say. The <laughs> it, it is tough, and we have we have talked for half an hour without actually talking about what happens in the film. But it's, I guess you know, like fun's like a huge keyword of how people are describing the film, and and that just seems. Like it was. It really was. I'm. I do have to say, I was telling Blondie today how I felt about the film, and she wanted very limited, it, it, a very limited description of even how much I loved it. She just wants to stay clean and go in with nothing when she goes to see it. I wonder if we were so amped. On the excitement of being at the premiere and having fancy outfits and our hair was done and we saw all the celebrities in the beginning. So, the whole thing was just like a ride. So, I'm very excited to see it a second time in just a regular going to the movies frame of mind. Yeah, yeah. And see if I have as much fun, which I'm very confident I will. Mm. Yeah, I can't... I, I'm, I so... Same as the Last Jedi, the, the the second viewing really, like without that pressure of going, what's going to happen? Is this going to be good? Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so super fun, really funny, and, and probably a brand of humor that more people are going to be like. That they're going to like and be used to in Star Wars compared to the Last Jedi. I, f- I, ha- I don't feel offended. The, some of the things in the previous films, I was just like, oh, really? <laughs> and I, re- I honestly truly did not have a single moment during this film where I rolled my eyes or just nothing happened that I couldn't get past that ruined the film for me. Every moment. And visually too, I think it looked incredible. Yeah. And it sort of fit in visually with that like – Pre A New Hope, like yes. style of of Star Wars, like you know weaponry and and and, and all the ships and, and the costumes and stuff. I feel like I could watch it again and again and again, and I really, honestly, sadly, have to say the other, like the Rogue One, I, the Rogue Ones of the world. I've I saw it a couple of times in the film in the movies. But since I've sort of put it on at home to watch again and just kind of gone, ah, no, I don't, I'm not going to watch this. But you're not big on repeat viewings. Yeah, but when I love something like the originals, I will watch over and over again. And even the prequels, which I'm not super, super in love with, I can watch them again and again. But Force Awake, I don't know. I just like, I'm not stoked to put it on again and have a, a rewatch, but solo I'm ready to go back and see it again. Again and again and again. And again. And again. Yeah. And again. Um Do you think there's gonna be a sequel? I don't is that a trick question? Do people already know the answer? No. Oh. A sequel to solo. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, see it no, I'm conflicted about that. I don't want overkill. It's such a perfect little package. I'm really happy. I don't want to get greedy and then get three more and be disappointed. I want to leave. I want to remain here where I'm happy and warm and snuggled and just thrilled. What about if there was another film, but it was like Lando centric and Han was sort of, they sort of flipped like the amount of film time each of them had. I'm going to say no. I'm 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 feeling anxious as you speak about it. I just <laughs> I want it to stay just it's too much. You know, it's it's good. It's perfect. No more. You <laughs> no know? More. No more Star Wars films. No, more Star Wars films, but just space them out a little more. Stop rushing to get them out. Give us time to like savor what we have. I don't know if people disagree or agree with me here, but I just too. Much, I, I just do not want it to become Marvel. I'm, I have very strong feelings on Marvel currently. And uh, your big prediction of them announcing. <laughs> t- tell them what you thought the that what they were going to announce at the end. Of the no, <laughs> this is more to poke at Steel a little bit too, but I think, and I'm not putting it past Disney and Marvel to join forces 
and soon it will be the Guardians of the Galaxy versus the what? What are the the Infinity whatever they are? Who are they? Plus, oh look, here's Han Solo. Come to the rescue. We have no one else to call. Let's call him. If it's going to get people in, if it's going to make dollars and they can make goofy T-shirts for kids, it's coming. It's coming. And then I saw that tweet with the lightsaber being handed to, I think, Spider-Man. No, it was... No, Iron Man. It was Lucasfilm's congratulations advertisement. Which I didn't know about it, but when I saw it, I was like, Oh, I knew it! And I sent it to Steel as a screen grab and just wrote... TikTok. <laughs> it's going to happen. Very cruel. Very cruel. So, uh, yeah, the film was, it was super fun. I, I feel like without the stress of opening night, the next time I watch it, I'll like it even more. But um, then after that, we got to go to the sweet after party. Oh, that was really fun. In this sort of giant ballroom above the uh, the Dolby Theatre. And it was like a massive room with all their costume displays. Yeah, it was very nice. They had all like the blacked out curtains everywhere. And then there was little fancy food buffets. There was a tea and treat station, which I was very happy about. And just many bars, many bars. There was, there was, there was, I was very impressed with the wait time. Normally when you're, normally when, you know, Disney, you, you think about long lines. Yes. But at the Disney open bar, very short lines. Was it full open bar, not just I don't I think so, yeah. But I, oh, I, wow. I just I just drink beer, so mm. like I didn't like because if I if I got drank spirits it would be No, it's too much excitement for you. Unleash the beast. And there was a little Lego station, you made a Millennium Falcon? Oh my god. So cool. This little Lego station where you sort of it was like a like a production line where you could build your own tiny Millennium <laughs> Falcon that was fit like like I don't even know how to say how big it is. Like I'm doing the okay sign and the circle my finger and thumb are making. That's about yes. how big it was. Um if you're in Australia, it'd be a fifty cent piece. I'm not sure about the equivalent um currency in America. But yeah, so there was this little you made this tiny little Millennium Falcon out of these like <laughs> Lego pieces, but you went in a production line and it was like the Lego book was printed on the table. So- oh, I wondered what you were doing. You were staring just down intently and Jason and I were looking over going What's he doing? Is he waiting for food or he looks busy? Yeah, because they had the buckets with all the Lego. (laughs) So, like, there was, like, a bucket of all the one piece. And then the instruction to, like, put this piece here. And then, yeah, so I made the little Millennium Falcon and they had a thing where you – a little photo op thing that Jason and Amanda did. And, yeah, like, how they had it set up was, like, it was a big room and it didn't look like – there was, like, not a VIP area per se, mm. but there was just all these tables that you sort of had to, like... Like, it wasn't really advertised that that's what they were, but each cast member had a table and they were just, like, they were just hanging around. Yeah, as you got closer, you were like... Because we saw it was Tandy Newton's table and we were sort of standing there and first I saw... I wish I knew her name, but there was the, the brunette. It's, like, Tandy's kind of partner. Yeah, well, the, the the quote was, Jackie nudges me and goes, there's the robot prostitute. <laughs> I know, I was trying to be polite, but yeah, she is. She's the robot prostitute. Um, on Westworld, everyone. On Westworld. I saw her and was like, ooh. And then I saw one of the tech guys, like the blonde guy that wears the glasses, taking a photo of someone. I was behind them with two stormtroopers and like goofing around. And I was like, oh. If he is taking photos of his partner, his tech partner in the show, I'll just be so thrilled that they're hanging out in real life. And then we got closer and it was. Mm. And they were just hanging out. And then that was when we realized, oh, this is Tandy's table because all her buddies are here. Well, they did actually have name tags on them all. Yeah. So, you could walk around and work it out. But um, it was so weird seeing um, the other robot because I was just looking at her going, you're a robot. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, like I wasn't like like when I saw the Silicon Valley guy, I was like, oh, that's an actor that plays that. Yes. But I was looking at her like going, 
Is she, she a robot? She, she's very lifelike. That is very <laughs> impressive. Yeah, exactly. John Ford outdid himself. <laughs> Compliments to the Hopkins. Um, and, yeah, everyone was, like, there were so many, like, Star Wars actors just hanging around. Like, Ron Howard was just lurking. Yes, it was. So- oh, and John Favreau. We didn't talk about his character. You loved his character. Rio Durant. Yeah. He's the Best. I loved him. He is the most underhyped Star Wars character of all time. He just every time he talked, like if you like, it's just like talk more. Like just do commentary. Just 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 report on what you're looking at, Rio. Yeah, I really enjoyed his character and the way like he moved about and stuff. Like it was it was really. Um, like quite a different dynamic than m- most creatures. Yeah, he was. He was. One of my favourites. And I, I sort of realised this today, thinking about it, like, this is more for the toy collectors, but they, I, what are Hasbro doing not bringing out a Rio Durant action figure? Like, if you're a little kid and there's a four-armed space monkey that mm. can pilot ships, you're like, Mom, I need the four-armed space monkey. But how do you know they're not making it? Maybe they will later. Because I'm a nerd. Okay. Oh, yeah, Okay. <laughs> How do my credentials check out? <laughs> they check out. Yeah. But they might, you know, there's a chance they might make it. But it's just like this thing of like, you've got this new film, like pick some dynamic aliens. Like, I feel like they don't like go for the bizarre aliens. Like when we were little, you know, like there was there was just a gamut. Like, you know, Jabba's Palace came out and they made like 30 aliens or something. Yeah. You need the aliens. Not 30, but. I'd a- have that fluffy little guy. Oh, the little cat with the four ears. Yeah, he was so yeah. cute. <laughs> and then he, when he interacts with the main characters, it was just like, oh. yeah, he's very cute. You, you, you'll just just some a, just a bit of him in the background moving was just delightful. Mm. Delightful. Oh, actually, speaking of D, um, my buddy D Tails, yes, is. Uh, a, a pretty big character in the film. Oh, which one? He played. I can't say. I don't want to go into those. Oh, characters, okay. But a character's henchman in the film. Um, all new characters. Um, he he played him like in in the costume. Which I oh, just, okay. Because they just put up the IMDb listing today, and so I found because I saw D's name in the credits. Oh, okay. And I was like, yes. Oh, that's cool. And he was um, just above, just above or below Clint Howard, Ron Howard's brother that had the cameo as the- um, Oh, I missed that. He was the guy, the droid running the droid fights. Oh, really? Yeah, the L3 got in an argument with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's like Ron Howard's brother who's like an Easter egg in all Ron Howard's films. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so- yeah, D was under or beneath him, which I thought was really funny. But it was um, it was really cool. And if people haven't heard that, we we've done a couple of episodes with D. D was in the Force Awakens, and he was in the Last Jedi, and he was in Rogue One. And the stories he tell, like he's like, if we got to be on Star Wars film, like just a hyped up fan that's just like, like every day wakes up and just like goes, I'm in a Star Wars film. Oh, that's like, so fun. And he's just so positive and, and he's just an awesome guy. So, check out the details episode. He did, did a recent last Je- one about The Last Jedi in in the last like 20 episodes. So, check that out. Or it must be less because Last Jedi was really quick away. So short. I know. Go, See, they're marveling us. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we've got 18 months. 18 months. Oh, really? Yeah. What's the next movie coming out? It's called Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh, it's in the no name yet. No name yet. No name. J.J. Abrams joint. Uh, what- oh, it's J.J. Abrams. Yeah, he's Again. Oh. Mm. Wait, when are the Game of Thrones people? Uh, they don't know. Like, they haven't, like, set down a release schedule for all anything else. Oh. Yeah. Just the, the, there's only two more. Or there's only, well, I guess Rogue One is, I mean... Han Solo isn't out yet, but yeah. So after Han Solo, there's only one more film with a release date. Oh, and then there's like Ryan Johnson trilogy, Game of Thrones series. Um, John Favreau. It got announced at the premiere in one of his interviews that his TV series takes place. So excited, two or three years after Return of the Jedi. Huh. 
So, you know, it might be with a total new group of characters. Yes. But just that time period. Because when you, you know, Star Wars, Empire, Return of the Jedi, each film, you know, give or take, and yeah, I don't know, there's new canon that says maybe it's one year, but it's like one to three years between each film. Yes. So, if you jump forward three years, because he said seven years after Star Wars, which is about three years after Return of the Jedi, it's like the time period... That would have been covered if George Lucas made another film in nineteen ninety six. If nineteen eighty six, like if he made another film three years after oh, Jedi. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's just like oh, because it was like when they're clapping at that party. It's like, what's sh- next? Show me what happens next, please. <laughs> yes, that's very cool. And um, well, you know, like George Lucas, one of the best liars in history, said that was it, not making any more films, and that was the first time I remembered disappointment in my life. Oh. Just like going... Little steel. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Any other cool things from the after party? From the after party? It was really fun. I got to, uh, while you think, got to catch up with, you know, tons of people, people that have been on the podcast before. Kyle Newman, who was, was, he was processing. That was his quote. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to do a big live episode in two weeks at Scum and Villainy. It's almost sold out. So, if you're in LA, come check that out. Oh, that would be good. So, everyone's marinated for two weeks and then... Well, most people that that are on the panel would have had two weeks to marinate. Okay. I think maybe only whores will only get to see it like the week, like in the normal release. Right. But I think all the other guests were at... Premiere. Except, oh, actually, Jennifer wasn't there. But, um, yeah, Kyle Newman, Anthony Bresnik, and Jennifer Lander, um, Maud Garrett, who was at the Prem, and who was, uh, she was she was a little bit iffy. So, I'm, I'm looking for, because I like having the guests having different. Yeah, that's always good. Yeah. So, that's at Scum and Villainy in Hollywood, but it'll be on the feed, and there'll be a video version of it as well. So, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube the YouTube. Oh, when's the video of last night? It's up. It's up, yeah. So, we did a non-spoiler, like a bit of a, a quick, it's about a two and a half minute uh, montage of us walking the red carpet and being goofy. Well, that's exciting. And then there's a after movie breakdown with uh, Jason Ward and Amanda Ward from Making Star Wars and Sal Perales. So, yeah, that's on YouTube and it's, it's already up. I'll I'll check that out. Having a good fun, you know? (laughs) Um, And I guess that's about the end of what we can talk about. Yes. But we've we've got one, like, thing that no one knows that happened at the premiere. Oh? That we had, we we got invited. It was really fun. We had two tickets. Yes. But we managed... To get three people in. <laughs> we did. We smuggled. We literally smuggled an extra person <laughs> in. And they're not going to be born for another <laughs> five months or so. But we, we did manage to, to, to smuggle a, a very small human. <laughs> we did. So, so. Baby's first Star Wars premiere. Yeah. Starting off right. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in a few years we can um, get the baby on the podcast to see if they remember anything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Comments, concerns. (laughs) Um, Well, Jacqueline, thanks for being my date to a very special event. Oh, thanks for taking me. I had just the most fun. I, I... Got home. I left a little earlier than you because my feet were sore and I was tired. But I was still up until like... And you're you're too drunk. (laughs) Well, (laughs) definitely not. But I... um, uh, Yes, I was awake until at least 2.30, 3am because I couldn't sleep because I was buzzing. I had such a good time. Yeah. Well, uh, I actually went to the Scum and Villainy afterwards... And I got to uh, catch up with Jet Lucas. Well, that's exciting. Son of George. It was good to see him again. And yeah, he we had a bit of a, a bit of a breakdown about a few of the 
few of the 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 things that if I mentioned at the end of this podcast, you would all kill me for letting out of the Ooh, bag. Ooh, sizzle. But uh, yeah, it was really cool to get his uh, point of view and uh, catch up. Oh, one disappointment from the entire evening that I have. What's that? Where was Harrison? He was at home. Why wasn't he there to hand over the baton? I don't know. Because Lando's... Um, yeah, Billy D. Williams was there. Billy D. Williams was there. So, I thought when I saw him walk the red carpet, I was like, yes, Harrison's definitely going to be here. Mark Hamill was there. Well, I didn't see him, but you told me that this morning, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see him either. I just saw him in photos. So I'm not trying to shame you, Harrison. I, I, I just would have been cool. There was... I didn't, I don't think I hung out in the celebrity area enough to catch this. I'm very disappointed, but I did see a photo of Ewan McGregor. I heard he was there chatting to Mark Hamill. Oh, Obi Wan Kenobi talking to Luke Skywalker. Oh, how did we miss that? I don't know, but I was just I was like I saw the photo. And I was like, that's so cool. You wouldn't have handled it. <laughs> 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 Just like butt it in from a certain point of view, right? All right, guys. <laughs> Security. Um, thanks, Jackie. Thank you, Steele. Thank you, listeners. Um, I, I think you're in for a good ride. Make sure you check out uh, the total non-spoiler deal on the YouTube and then on the 15th of May we're allowed to put up um, a YouTube that goes into more detail on the plot when the, the embargo lifts but I would recommend not watching that until you've seen the film if, if oh, I know some people some people's enjoyment of the film is knowing what's going to happen and it's just a different type of personality yes um, personally I would not want to know what happens in the film and the dozens and dozens of Easter eggs, like like obvious ones and then dazzling, just such deep cuts. Like, really? There, there, there was one reference in the film that one dude laughed at in the theatre. There was a few people that got it. Like, a lot of people would have got it, but there was just this one line that just one dude was just like yeah (laughs) (laughs) so there's something in there for everyone you guys but uh the the if you are a easter egg junkie there was like ones that like i was like people were swapping them afterwards did you see this no like oh i see that's fun i love that yeah so for for you know like previous books and and media and stuff there's there's a lot of references um, and yeah, some of them are just a crazy good and some of them are just jaw droppingly. They went there. They did it. But I must say the references or the callbacks or the call forwards pretty classily done. Cause that was a big worry. Yes. That it was going to be like wink, wink, nudge. No, I don't like that. But there was some that were, yeah, pretty cool. It's, 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 it, it slots into that like the puzzle of the film sort of fits in with the other films really nicely. And it like when, like a lot of the references, like it, it sort of interweaves between a, like a lot of different sort of stories in Star Wars, which was really cool. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you're subscribed on your podcatcher of choice. If you use iTunes, write us a sweet five-star review. It bumps us up the rankings and makes me feel warm inside which then puts me in a better mood for my wife. Oh, yeah, definitely. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Jackie, um, she'll get home from work and she'll just hear like smashing things like, like eggs thrown <laughs> about the house. And she just says to her friends like, oh, must be another two-star review. <laughs> we better go somewhere else. Let's go to Starbucks instead. If you haven't already, make sure you check out our live shows from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. They are up on iTunes and in video form on YouTube. And Jacqueline. Yes, Steele. May <laughs> that force be with you. May that force be with you, Steele. <laughs> <laughs>
check out as many quality voices in Star Wars fandom as possible, check out the Making Star Wars podcast network at makingstarwars.net. Not only is makingstarwars.net the home for the hottest news and rumors in the Star Wars universe, but they have also got a top-shelf podcast network. Now, this is podcasting. Rebel Girl, the Cantina cast, Blue Harvest, the Rogue One, a podcast for winners. The Sith List, Podcast 2187, Tarkin's Top Shelf, The Idiot's Array. All available on iTunes or makingstarwars.net. Just hit the podcast network button. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetvcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.